SED. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm-hmm. So can you hear that? I'm back on the oxygen. Um, oh man, hello, how are ya? I really am not in the mood to do this one today. Really am not. Um, but you know what? I thought I could either ignore this, I could pretend it's not happening, or I can just uh, soldier on and show you what my life is all about. Uh, I've had... Uh, a lung infection chest infection basically uh, for the past seven days or so and on top of that um, things have uh, affected my uh, oxygen levels because I bled like a B-I-T-C-H a couple of weeks ago well actually I've been bleeding for three four weeks now uh, and uh, I know most of you might think Jesus Christ Missy you're sitting here talking about bleeding well I'm not ashamed of it I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong by bleeding and it's not the taboo to talk about your bleeding. Um, and, you know, the, there's men and women listening and probably not uh, something that a lot of women won't do. I mean, I was going to do a funny podcast on women and their farts and how women think they don't fart and they pretend they don't fart and they have to leave rooms and stuff to do a bud, to do a fart or a burp. <laughs> and I've been graphically speaking to my mate about <laughs> about eating vegetables and fruits and stuff. Um, and how it makes me fart because I've been trying to, I've been wanting to lose weight. See, I'm going off uh, off um, the the radar already. So I'm afraid today you're going to have to bear with me with the huffy puffy oxygen machine behind uh, because I can't manage without it. My oxygen levels were doing fuck ah really well. But uh things have got a bit of shit yeah maybe you can hear my lungs hold on that's me blowing out and i can't get any clearer clearer than that so fuck i thought missy 2.0 why show the world always the bright side why pretend things are great when they're not I feel like shit. I feel down in the dumps. Uh, so I'm going to share it with you. And having the infection hasn't helped. Um, and then all this blood loss I've had. Uh, one day I was taking my mum to the uh, chiropractor. And uh, honestly, I bled all the way there and back. It just happened all of a sudden. Um, and uh, it was so bad that when I measured the blood loss, uh, obviously I, I'd measured one sanitary towel in the then after all the the mammoth cleanup of the horrific crime scene is what it looked like um i measured that and i'd lost 209 milliliters of blood and and blood clot size of apples in one hour <clears throat> yeah 
So um, that coupled with having the lung infection, the chest infection, sorry, has uh, brought my oxygen levels down. I worked fucking hard. So hard. To bring up oxygen levels. Um, but this has kind of pushed me back many, many steps. Um, and I feel that a lot of it is to do with the healing journey that I've been on recently. <laughs> I've been here going, yeah, man, it's great. Don't change, change the wave and all that stuff. And you got the power to heal. And, and it's all true. It really is. But as you can see, not everything is all bells and whistles. Not everything is shiny and perfect. And that's my bloody kutta in the back there. And I'm just going to ignore him because he's getting on my nerves as well. You know, when you're in a shit place, uh, everything starts to annoy you. He's starting to annoy me too because he keeps scratching at my door. Hold on, let me just get him in. Come on. And uh, like even my fucking ribs hurt from coughing so much. So what I'm trying to tell you is that, uh, as you know, since the days of <clears throat> wounded since those days i've been dealing with not just that stuff i think other stuff that's coming up as well in my own personal life and healing journey uh are trying to address certain issues and not just that uh um other things offset from the wounded um that have come up and how are being dealt with not that that's like a major factor in my life at the moment uh, but other stuff that i've been trying to work with on trying to fix and heal has brought up other stuff and that, that stuff has brought up other stuff and I think somehow it's all kind of having an effect on my physical well-being which is really pissing me off because I've worked so hard to get to a certain point um, and I feel like I'm going backwards uh, sorry about the puffy puffy uh, but I can't do this uh, without the oxygen otherwise <laughs> I'll just end up really wheezy uh, my my lungs right now they feel like Someone's got their hand inside my lungs with a fist and squeezing them. <laughs> so it's really, really tight. Hold on, I've just got to have some water. Mm -hmm. So this is Missy D real life, <clears throat> how I normally live. Uh, and then when you see the floundry happy, go lucky Missy. That's when she's better or wants to, wants to put on a face to the world. But behind the scenes, pretty much like this. And it's been like this for a lot of years. <clears throat> Seven. It's 2015, actually. Eight years. Oh, man. Um, this is not supposed to be a feel sorry for Missy, the idiot podcast. <laughs> but uh, like I said, mood. Hashtag mood. This is my mood. This is who I am. This is how I'm feeling. And this is the journal of Missy D. And in your journal, you don't just write happy-go-lucky stuff, do you? You've got to write the bad shit, too. Oh, man. So... I think the uh, the wounded episode coupled with so much more has taken me back. Um, uh, they do. I've, I've told you this a million times. Disease in your mind causes disease in the body. Louise Hay, you can heal yourself. Read the book, man. It's amazing. And just do some searching on, on, on the googly. Always emotions. This is what EFT is all about. Releasing your emotions, tapping out these emotions, talking and tapping and trying to get rid of the emotional charges. However, though, although I was doing so great and I was every day having these cognitive shifts um, <clears throat> and I think I was in a bubble, actually. I was in this beautiful bubble of 
her ninjas. And uh, as time went on, and not because it's the ninjas' fault, a, a lot of them got busy with all kinds of other stuff. Uh, they were doing other things and whatever. So I was in this massive bubble. Um, and of, of course, including the other, that stupid healer as well. So there's quite a lot of people are surrounding me and I was buddying with a lot of other people. This past week, everything's vroom, vroom. Just radio silence, nothing, nobody. Um, so I felt a bit like, oh, where have they all gone? Uh, so it all kind of fell to the wayside. Missy's on her own. Missy has also now just bagged a hundred other different things over the past few weeks to deal with and is trying hard too but seems to be uh, getting herself up in the tears thinking fuck man what about this 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 that's pissing me off that's pissing me off that's pissing me off my ill health is fucking me off so badly um my ribs are hurting so much it's like someone has punched me like a punch bag a bag not the front of my ribs but the back so if you put your hands right kind of like at the back yeah there Oh my God, they hurt. Um, I haven't slept for five days uh, just to the amount of coughing that I'm doing, the amount of phlegm that is coming out. It's, it, tastes, it tastes like poison. It's fucking disgusting. It's like green, thick. Uh, I know it's disgusting. Sorry for being so graphic. But, you know, if you don't want to listen to this, it's fine. I honestly do not mind. I don't care because <laughs> it's my podcast. The Journal of Missy D 2.0. Uh, and for me, for my mental health, to try and make sense ah, of this whole fucking bullshit. It is bullshit, isn't it, really? Ah, the other day I was talking to one of my ninjas, my favourite one, and I was like, listen, love, I'm not being, like, morbid here or anything. Oh, God, my bloody nose is running now. Fuck's sake. Uh -huh. Not being morbid, but okay, fine. I'm on the ceiling journey. I want to get better. But once I'm better, what am I getting better for? And I know you're thinking, Mrs. Stop being so fucking pessimistic. I'm not. Like, okay, I'm going to get better. Then what? You know, the people want to get better because they've got husbands or kids or families and houses or jobs or money or fucking whatever cars <laughs> holiday something waiting on the other end what is what is waiting on the other end of this i was gonna say rainbow don't sound don't feel like a flipping rainbow feels like a fucking glade of lightning i'm so so depressed aren't i <laughs> welcome to the journal of missy d 2.0 and yeah um but i'm not gonna hold back i'm not gonna pretend uh because I think sometimes it's good to just talk about it. And I guess if I'm talking, you are listening. You're not talking back to me. But if you want to talk back to me, I've told you before, go to missyd.love. On there are all my social media platforms. You can message me. So many people uh, message me on a daily basis. And uh, from the back of listening to these podcasts uh, and uh, one beautiful, lovely lady, she said, listen, Missy, I was listening to your Change the Wave podcast and it seems... You know, bless her. Um, she, I'm not going to name her because I don't know if she wants to be named. She lost her mum. And um, she's an amazing cook, by the way. Her mum and her. And every damn time I'm on this flipping podcast, the phone goes, doesn't it? Sorry about that. But, you know, this is what I mean. Can my life get any worse? I can't give a bloody shit anymore. Anyway, um, and she was like, I think that life got to my mum. And that's basically what eventually took her. 
she had a lot of stress to go through in life and and now she's gone and i'm like yeah man it, it's it's true uh negativity it kind of it sets off negative energy and chemicals within your body that then reacts in your cells and that causes chemical reactions to uh um inflame diseases basically in, a, in layman's terms i'm no doctor i've told this before as <clears throat> from what i've learned okay um for example did you know that every every human being has got cancer cells in their body it just depends on how much stress levels and different chemicals are going around in your body and which ones being activated to activate the cancer cells I bet you didn't know that, did you? I mean, Google it. Honestly, I can tell you the intricates of it. But like I said, I'm I'm like a little encyclopedia at the moment, picking up bits and bits and bits. Um, I've just watched the Something Warrior, it was called, which one of my ninjas uh, told me to watch. What was it called? The Something Warrior? Uh, the Wounded Warrior or something? You can get it on Prime. Uh, watch that. Look. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. I bet you're thinking, Missy, why are you even doing this? Well, I have to because I've promised you a podcast every week and I've promised, promised myself. And if I promise myself, then I've got to honour myself and uh, carry on with what I promised myself to do. So, yeah, this Warrior uh, film uh, was was very good. And offset from there, uh, I forgot, it was something, Mil Milman or something his name was. Uh, I've looked at some of his books and things. I've been reading his books and uh, there's lots of amazing prominent stuff that is coming out and my my ninja seriously thinks i've not learned anything from the film <laughs> and uh call me i was she said i was cynical which uh she knows she's uh she thinks she's peed me off with that uh, i wouldn't say she's peed me off but she did irk me uh by calling me cynical because i don't think i'm cynical uh i think i'm a i am a realist rather than cynical so i wasn't being cynical but um because <laughs> she said what did you think about the film i goes, it was great but <clears throat> it wasn't the greatest uh, hollywood blockbuster but i knew there was going to be messages in there and she was like nah, 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 nah. you're so cynical missy <laughs> oh dear but i love that she can do that do you know why i like that because now i know that me and her we've we've, we've kind of like got past the formal personality shift we're no longer formal like as in uh, we're not best mates but we're no longer like what was it? We've, we're now allowing each other to cross a line, but in a nice way without actually um, taking offence. Because if she had maybe said that to another client of hers, that could have uh, not been good because that client has a client and a, a practitioner kind of relationship, which I do still have with this ninja. But I think we can just a little bit now kind of get a bit more sarcastic, a bit more like poke my finger in your eyeball and poke it in mine. <laughs> And we can laugh about it. That's the kind of relationship I, I have with her now, which is a fantastical. Oh, so, yeah, I've been reading this Milman book. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's called Everyday, Everyday Enlightenment. <laughs> I was dropping all my T's there. It sounded like, Everyday Enlightenment, dear. Um, let me see if page and it's called the book is called, is by someone Milman. What's his bloody name, man? I did this, Danny. Can't see it. Now I've lost my bit in the bloody book as well. That's no good now, is it? Anyway, I was on page 44, I think. 
He talks about self-sabotage. He talks about self-worth. And there's a, a bit on in his book here. And am I allowed to share books on, on podcasts? I'm sure you can share books. You can't share music, right? So I'll just read this to you because it really made sense to me. Last night, I promise you, you're not going to believe this. I went to bed at 10 o'clock because I was so tired from coughing for the last five days. I, like my my guts hurt, my chest hurts, my lungs hurt, my ribs hurt. So I thought, screw this, I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Did I go to sleep? I couldn't sleep because I couldn't breathe. Every time I lay down, my lungs like this. <laughs> <coughs> then my lungs, they fill up with like some kind of all this cloggy shit. I wouldn't say it's liquid. Uh, and then when I lie down, I feel like I can't breathe. So I've got to sit up. My oxygen levels were doing so well. So well, man. Every morning I'd wake up, there'd be 91, 92. There used to be like 79. But me and my ninja, we worked hard on this uh, through through a kind of thing that we're doing at the moment. <sighs> and then uh, I looked at it last, last night. There was 79. Fuck. Not good. Not good at all. So I hadn't slept. And as I couldn't sleep, I started reading this uh, book. And uh, so this big bit here, it says... Self-reflection on self-worth. So self-worth is the biggest thing he's saying. Let me go back to the self-worth bit. The central theme of the first gateway is that you subconsciously choose or attract into your life those people and experiences you believe you deserve. In everyday life, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional, a byproduct of a poor choices. Your sense of worth or deservedness shapes your life by creating tendencies. If you feel worthy and deserving, you tend to make more productive choices, i.e. the world is my oyster. At each and every crossroads, you are free to choose the high road by being kind to others, working hard, finding supportive partners and following good role models. Or you may choose the low road by burning your bridges, using drugs or choosing destructive relationships. Your sense of self-worth tends to influence whether you choose to learn easy lessons or difficult ones, to strive or to struggle, to cave in to difficulties or rise above them. Blood, and it goes on and on and on and on. Basically here, but right, I want to get to here. It says rating your own self-worth. OK, and then it says here you need to rate yourself on a scale of one to 100 on your overall sense of worth. OK, um, how good a person are you? A score of 100 would mean you deeply believe that you're totally a good person and deserve a life filled with good things. Love, joy, health, success and fulfillment. A score of one would mean that you believe that you deserve the pits of hell. Most of us fall somewhere in between. And then the, he's asked to do this assessment thing. And he says that um, and uh, in any event, if you rated yourself less than 100, you have self-worth issues to address. So here are the questions. Right. And uh, I want you to. Yeah, you. Uh, score yourself between one and a hundred and then afterwards actually right now think about what did I come up with what do you reckon Missy got Missy D 2.0 I did mine and uh, um, it didn't really surprise me to be honest with you <laughs> what I scored so the self-reflection on self-worth in order to get a better sense of how your sense of worth impacts areas of your life consider the following questions and answer yes no or sometimes okay when fortune smiles on you do you think this can't last question one there's question two do you find it easier to give them do you find it easier to give than to receive question three 
Does your life feel like a series of problems? So yes, no, or sometimes. Next question. Does money seem scarce and hard to come by? Yes, no, or sometimes. Do you find your work unfulfilling? Do you find your relationship or ships unsatisfying? Do you work long hours but not have much time to enjoy yourself? Do you resent or envy people who take frequent holidays? Do other people seem to have more fun than you do? Do you feel driven to work more, do more, be more than others? Do you overeat, smoke, drink alcohol every day or use other drugs? Do you feel uncomfortable when you receive praise, applause, lots of attention, gifts or pleasures? That's one I said no. <laughs> Have you turned down or passed up opportunities in education, work or relationships and later regretted it? Do you get sick or injured more than other people? Yes. If someone asks the cost of your services, do you price yourself lower than others in the field? No. If you answered yes or sometimes to more than half of these, then you stand standard to benefit from your journey through the first gateway. <clears throat> okay. And the first gateway is all to do with money and self-worth. Well, actually, self-worth. So, yeah, this is a really good book and I've, I've really got into it. So I must thank my, ow, my ninja uh, for recommending watching The Wounded Warrior. I think you can get, well, not I think, I know. You can get it on Prime if you've got Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, I mean, when I said this to her, she was quite not happy that I said that. It's like, mate, it wasn't a blockbuster movie, was it? It was really slow and it was really like a an old kind of 80s kind of uh, chick flicky gone wrong uh she was like that's not the point missy you're missing the point i was like i didn't miss the point i know there was going to be messages in there for you because you told me to watch it it wasn't going to be like riveting was it, it wasn't going to be like you know 50 shades of gray or anything <laughs> i feel a bit better now <laughs> um again can i apologize for the oxygen but i wouldn't even be able to function without it right now so welcome to the world of missy d 2.0 uh, the real deal the real shebang um which I was going to swear then really pisses me off sometimes because I'm, do you know, I'm sick. I've been sick, sick of being sick. Ah, oh, and I don't know why I get so uh, open with you guys and I can sit here and edit out all my fucking tears and the hurt. Ah, oh, but why should I? I think I've hidden too much for far too long. Um, and I, as time has gone by in the in in in, in, the, in the public domain, so many people coming out just talking about mental health. I mean, mental health. Let's let me go back to mental health, man. I was born in the seventies, and I've had a traumatic life, man. Seriously, um, and as kids, not just me, kids in those eras, you'll all agree if you're a seventies, eighties kid. Not even eighties. I'd say eighties got it good, man. And I'm not, I'm not being bad to you, eighties kids. My sister's an eighty-one born kid. And she had no idea about living in the 70s, being brought up in the 60s. Even I would not know because I wasn't born in the 60s. I was actually born 1970. The way we got treated in the education system, in the family units, in, in the social side of things, um, it was hard because it was those days that our parents were coming from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, wherever, and setting up camp here for us. Right. None of these parents, these parents were worried about getting a roof over our head and they did the best that they could and the things the provisions that kids have nowadays had would don't even touch what we had in my first house 
I didn't have a toilet inside the house. It was at the back garden, just like East Disease. No joke that I had that toilet. <laughs> I had baths in the local swimming baths in the 70s. I'm not saying we didn't have a bath for the rest of our lives. We had one. I remember when it was um, built beautifully in the back. We had a like, toilet and a bathroom and it was like amazing. Uh, but yeah, I grew up there and... You know, we had big, big, the plus side is we had big communities. We'd uh, all hang out with our cousins and our aunts and our uncles. And at some points, there'd be like 32 people in one little tiny box room in our, in, the, in our front room. We'd call it a front room. And you'd walk in the front door and there wouldn't even be a porch. You just walk straight into the lounge. And there'd be like 30 people, all the men drinking their whiskey, bells and bones and stuff. And kids running around and beating each other up. And mums all in the kitchen making the pakori, the samosa, the chicken curry and making the roti for the men. And uh, one person having an argument, another person having an argument. All that shit. <coughs> Go to school. Uh, rulers. Like, we would be hit on the hands with rulers. Um, we, the, we Teachers were allowed to smack you on the on the arse, you know, and, and humiliate you and make you stand in the corner. You'd pee your pants and... They wouldn't give a shit. Like, oh, you just peed your pants. Go and stand in the corner. That's your punishment. And we were treated really, really badly. And nobody even knew a word called mental health. It was just like, oh, bloody grow up and sort your shit out, you know. And uh, if you ever had a problem, you'd just be shut up by whoever you were speaking to. They'd be like, oh, get a life, man. Like, man up. What are you talking about? What do you mean you feel like a piece of shit? What do you mean they were bad to you? They can do what the hell they want to you. They have the license to kill. <laughs> You know, it was only like much, much, much later that stuff like mental health come up or, you know, I've got rights or what I felt that was valid. Hey, <laughs> how come now a kid can go to a teacher and they go there, there, there. It's OK. I'm going to send you to a lovely school counsellor where I was told to shut up and stand in the corner or like, oh, wash your mouth out with that, that pink soap in the bathroom. Do you remember that? Do you remember in the, well, those people my age will know. Uh, you'd go to the toilets and there'd be like a bar of pink soap. I used to love it. And then we'd have the, it was like tracing paper for toilet paper. Crazy. Is that my oxygen just finished? Don't tell me my oxygen's finished. No, it hasn't. It just peeped. <laughs> Can't get any worse, can it really? So yeah, mental health and, uh, you know, uh, I would say only the past 15, 16 maybe years. Yeah that people celebrities are coming out and say hey i got depression hey i've had a bit of a shit life hey i'm lonely hey i haven't got any friends hey i'm transgender hey i'm lgbtq hey i don't give a shit now um because why should i i'm not going to hide who i am and uh any stuff that happened to me whilst i was um younger or in my teens or in my adulthood or i i had an abusive husband or an abusive wife or i lost babies um i i've had you know um several miscarriages i was raped i was murdered well, no, i wasn't murdered obviously they wouldn't be there to tell the tale uh, i was almost murdered you know that kind of stuff before it was hidden under the carpet it wasn't talked about <coughs> and now everyone's talking about it so I'm not using this podcast because my mom's really worried that one day this, uh, <laughs> my kuri, my lurki, my daughter, <laughs> my one and only <laughs> is going to tell everything to everybody on this podcast. And uh, she, I've always grown up uh, with one single sentence implanted in my mind from my mother. Kisinu dasina. Kisinu dasina. Kisinu dasina means don't tell anybody. Sadi izzat rakli. 
Izzat means uh, uh, make sure you don't disrespect me, you or our family in front of the world. And that is what I've grown up with. Like, you don't tell anyone you're, you know, you don't put your dirty laundry out in public, basically, uh, so to speak, in a nutshell. And I'm not here to do that. But I am wanting to use this platform to try and heal me, to try and kind of share with you bits that may help you. Obviously, there's a lot here that I won't kind of share with you. And maybe one day, inshallah, I will. I don't know. It will just come out and I won't edit it out because I promise myself I'm not editing anything out um, unless I do a bad or something, a fart. <laughs> I might even keep the fart in for you. Who knows? <clears throat> do you know what I'm saying? But um, it's it's great that you have platforms like this. Um, and like I said, I'm not here to be your entertainer. I've entertained for many, many years. And all that brought me with sorrow. Uh, and if you understand that, that's great. And if you don't, we'll go through that one day because I totally understand the sorrows of stars like Robbie Williams, who's, who, who talks so much about uh, being alone and being depressed uh, and, you know, not ever felt love. And then he felt this, felt, found this amazing wife and has got kids and stuff now, right? And then there's the Robin Williams. Was he depressed as well? Well, he had some kind of disease, didn't he? Um, but there's quite a few celebrities that do come out. Uh, I think Adele also um, talks about it openly and candidly. So, but before you weren't in an in, in inverted commas allowed to, were you? Because it would have tainted your 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 um, public persona with the public that you're trying to entice to become your followers so that you become a bigger person in society. I've never been that kind of person. I've always maintained, even being in radio, radio for me was a job. And I absolutely adore, love talking on microphone. And that became big. Uh, apparently, Missy D became famous. And I've always said I'm, I'm not a famous person. I've always maintained I'm a known entity. I've never done this for the fame. I've never wanted to go out and get followers, <clears throat> like a big following ship. I mean, it'd be nice to go viral, wouldn't it? But why would I go viral? Who's going to listen to this shit? You know, I mean, people want to listen to fake shit and I'm not being a cynical, but they do. <clears throat> they want, they want you to create waves. They want you to do dramas. They want you to poke your fingers in people's eyeballs so that you get reactions. I always used to say action and reaction. Radio is always about action and reaction. Uh, create an action, wait for a reaction. It doesn't matter what the action or reaction is. That is what makes good entertainment and good radio and good TV, uh, because that's the very essence of entertainment. People don't just sit there to watch paint dry. They're looking for some kind of wow factor value uh, on any kind of radio, TV, theatre, stage, show, right? Action, reaction. Uh, and the power, people want the power. I don't want the power. But I always, always used to say in radio too that, um, you know, I, I had the power. It was a very young British Asian radio station started in the early 2000s, okay? <clears throat> Sorry about all the throat stuff, but I've got, I've got so much phlegm stuck in my throat, it's ridiculous. And I'm trying to be polite here to you guys. Otherwise, I'll be sounding like a horrible, horrible, horrible old man coughing and spluttering and going... <laughs> As I'm trying to be... So I'm trying to be polite. But yeah, I always had the power. Every radio presenter, every personality in the media, in the, in the eyes of the media have the power. So I always used to say, um, not on air, but off air when I'll be talking to people like a preacher. I'm not a preacher. Say some artist, they sent me a song and 
it was really, 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 really badly done. Like the, you know, made a really bad, badly produced with bad audio, with bad even beats, mismatched beats. And the singing was terrible, completely off key. And the subject matter was absolutely shite. I would have the power to make that song a number one chart hitting blockbuster. How? Well, so I'm not saying I've got clout. Missy D is just a an averagely known entity in the British Asian field. OK, I'm no Radio 1 Chris Moyles kind of person. OK, but regardless, I've got a big following sh- ship out there. So if I every day on radio, on my breakfast show, say I was on the breakfast show. Yeah. And and every day I played that really shit song, really shit song. But I sit there going, wow, this is an amazing song. Right. Club Asia 963972. Today's top hit. It's like a banging tune, banging. I'm going to play it for you. And it's called um, A, B, C, D, eight shit. Uh, but it's a banging tune, man. This is fucking amazing. Like it's the best song you're ever going to hear in the world. Firstly, you're going to say, fucking hell, Missy, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shit song. But no, Missy's going to play it every single day. And Missy is going to, with conviction, tell you this is an amazing song. Just listen to the lyrics. Just listen to the music. You're going to get so used to A, listening to that song and B, me making that song amazing for you and telling you it's good because you are a follower. (laughs) Okay, most of you are followers. You are sheep. You are conditioned. I'm conditioning you to say this ABCD shit song is fucking amazing. Over time, over a few weeks, that will become number one, not just at my radio station. It will become number one in all the radio stations, British Asian radio stations in the UK. If it was an Asian song, if not mainstream, would even go mainstream. Um, and slowly but surely across all these Asian radio stations in India, Dubai, Bloody America, blue, blah, it'll all become a number one song. Why? Because I gave it the power of being number one. You see? Exactly. So there are a lot of power driven people in in media that want that power. And I don't want to use my power in that way. I want to use my power to help you by trying to let you know that life is shit. (laughs) But I'm doing my best to make it better. And I'm opening up my journey to you because I feel that there's a lot of people out there uh, that people don't listen to. And they feel quite lonely and they feel all alone. And there aren't people to kind of even uh, let them know that there's more people like you out there. So I'm probably a person like you out there. If you're out there feeling alone, feeling like your illness is not going to get better or your life's not going to get better and life is really crap, then listen to me. (laughs) <laughs> it can't get any worse. Well, it can get much worse, couldn't it really? I could. It could be much worse. So I'm I'm holding off a dear life to try and make this better. Still can't really see the end of this, uh, uh, the end result of this. Like if I do get better, then what? You know, so this is what the Journal of Missy D 2.0 really is about. Sorry, that's my <coughs> nose going. Um, This fucking infection. Sorry. Is... <coughs> 
because of my lovely, beautiful. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to eliminate the blame game in my life. So I'm not blaming anyone. But let's just say myself and my mother picked up these germs from my beautiful, beautiful Cheyenne nephew. But I mean, he's a nursery kid, man. That's that, that's what they do. And I learned very quickly. My sister knows. <clears throat> family know I'm very careful about sharing anything with him or eating any food off his plate or me even putting my finger in his mouth or him drinking water from my bottle but this happened seven days ago on Friday when he came not the Friday Friday before and uh, I was playing like we were um, playing this game <clears throat> we were staring each other out and the more we were staring each other out our noses kept touching but I didn't I covered I didn't touch his nose because I thought germs germs missy germs when I kiss him I always kiss him on his forehead just to, just to protect me because of my lung situation. And then <laughs> he had this really funny, like looking, staring at me in the eyes and this really funny smile. And uh, he, he, he breathed out like, <sighs> I felt that whole breath the straight up my nose, man. And ding dong, ding dong, ding dong in my head. I was like, oh no. Next day I went boom, straight down. But bless my doctor. I have a direct link with him. He gave me antibiotics. I'm now on prednisolone steroids. I'm on uh, some kind of hormone thing for my bleeding. Um, so on a complete downer, feel like shit. <laughs> and I've managed to do a whole podcast on me feeling like shit. But um, uh, I guess, like I said, I wanted to jump on to kind of highlight that not everything is what it seems to be. Don't always perceive people to be always like what you see, because there's a lot more behind the person that you're looking at and the person that shows themselves on all types of social media. I mean, I really, truly am dibbling, dabbling with quite a few things in my life at the moment. I'm at a crossroads. I'm thinking, do I come off social media? Because I really think it just is poison, isn't it? But the thing is, I've started a podcast. So does the podcast work well without me being on? Uh, social media having a presence because podcasting is about making a presence or do I just not do the podcast do you know what I'm saying but I'm loving the podcast and it seems like you guys loving the podcast um and I know it's not the normal me a lot of people come back and said wow missy you're wowing us you we loved you on the radio but this podcast is just uh it's just so way out there and and, and different so I'm thinking do I come off social media and also vegetarianism huh <gasps> I'm, I'm messing with vegetarianism. I'm the biggest jut eating meat eating person in this world. Uh, but the more and more I keep reading about, um, uh, well, I, I want I need to lose weight. I need to lose 20 kgs. Right. Um, and, uh, what I've been reading about inflammation, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> yeah, I'll keep it in and we'll edit it out reading about inflammation is um sugar can activate uh inflammation uh lactosey stuff and meat i mean if you think about not the organic meats but even that's meat at the end of the day you're eating an animal aren't you you're eating your own flesh you're eating flesh of another uh, uh, living thing and i would never in my life have thought uh, my brain would have even thought that way because i love meat too much i don't eat, eat lots of um red meat I don't even eat a lot of meat. I probably eat chicken once a week. If that, fish maybe once a week. Um, mostly fish. I eat sausages maybe once a week. That's all processed shit as well. Um, so I'm thinking, do I need all that meat stuff 
in my life. But even with fish, that's also contaminated. I know I need to watch this whole fish thing that people have jumped on over about a year ago, but I've not even watched that one yet. So the whole fish thing. But then could I survive off vegetarian food? In my mind, I, I believe that vegetarians just eat cheese sandwiches and potatoes and chips all day long. But no, no, no. I know there's all the subjis, the Indian curries and stuff. Thai curries, tofus. Tofu gives me farts. I tell you that for, for free now. So does the bean curd stuff. But I mean, I don't mind exploring it. So I'm thinking, do I now dibble and dabble going into being vegetarian for a while? I did uh, contact this guy. Um, he's on Facebook. His name is Maxing Fitello or something. And uh, they've got some really good success stories. But although, you see, I do know most of the stuff that there is to know about healthy eating. So do I pay him? I mean, already they seem quite unprofessional. I was, uh, I've already contacted them. I told them, Ishki, I'm, I'm on the podcast, mate. Like, can you give me some, like, give me a break here? Oh my God. Let me, let me, let me, let me let the dog out. Um, so I filled a woman yesterday. I was like, can you contact me today? Which is today at two o'clock. I got two phone calls already in between going, hello. I told you my appointment was at two o'clock. Then I had some consultation with some girl. She goes, I need your medical records, blah, blah. I sent it to her and I never heard back. I can't stand unprofessionalism. I can't. Uh, so that's uh, another thing to consider is, uh, I mean, he has some really good stuff on his thing, but <sighs> clean eating requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of going to shop, to cook, to chop, to prepare um, but according to him they can do plans where it is quick so who knows so let's see I'll get back to you on that if I did ever jump onto his bandwagon I'm not going to if it's expensive because like I went on about the money last last podcast didn't I can't keep adding another x and y z if it's doable reasonable then maybe but you know as I'm not working it's uh, it's not easy but I don't want to even put that out to the universe either my manifestations I haven't done for a while, actually. I need to think I've slouched on that a little bit as well. But I think with the ill health and all the last three, four weeks, I feel like Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, I feel like I've been stood in front of a wall. Someone's got this big fucking gun and they're just shooting me all over. Here's another one, Missy. Oh, did I forget to tell you about that bit that you had to sort out as well? It's like, Jesus Christ, that is offset into that, and that offsets to that, that offsets to that, and that then branches out to that. And I feel like, um, yeah, um, it's kind of this lovely little bubble I was in, as that has been disbanded as well. So now I'm like, okay, right, I'm here. I'm on my own. I need to sort this shit out. And the more that I think about having to want to sort the shit out, which I know that ultimately I have to do, but I had the support of all these other people. Um, it's just, uh, it becomes sometimes a little bit hard and a little bit like um, feel sorry for yourself mode. So I guess I'm going to have to come out of that. And I promise you by next week, I will bounce back. Um, but I just wanted to share with you where I am at the moment. And obviously uh, we all know that things don't stay the same. Things always change. Things always only get better, especially in my world. See, if you're having a shit day, then just have a shit day like me. If you want to cry, then cry like me. If you want to cough, cough. If you want to fart on a microphone, flipping fart, man. 
don't judge yourself and don't think about what other people are going to think about you. I can give a flying beep about what you think. I'm not, I'm not being funny, not in an horrible way. If you don't like me, I don't care. If you don't like this podcast, I don't care. If you like it, that's absolutely great. But I'm not going to stop myself being the authentic me to please you because it's my job to please me. I have to make me, 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 me first. Okay. It's about, it's about going back to that thing. What was it? It's about my self-worth. So the number one priority is my self-worth. Who's going to address and look at and uh, discover my self-worth? It's me. Not nobody around me. Not nobody helping me. Not nobody willing to help me. It's me, isn't it really? So uh, I've known from the beginning that this is all of me, but it is I guess I've 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 realised that I'm quite a reliant person. I rely on others, um, and now the reliance is being taken away from me slowly and slowly and slowly because of certain situations and things. I just feel a little bit more isolated, and a bit like oh fuck, man! Now I'm on my own. Now I've got to do this on my own. If I have self worth, Missy, then you're going to be okay, Missy. Yeah, so those one to one hundreds, I need to get the 65. That's where I was, by the way, just in case you guessed which what was Missy's score on that little test that we did. It was 65, which was the average for most people. Um, but I need to get to 100, don't I? I don't think it ever was at the one. I might have been at a five at one point in my life. But yeah. So let's see. <laughs> see, it's actually <laughs> become less. <laughs> I'm going to have to love you and leave you guys. Uh, thank you for listening to my moaning for around 45 minutes. Didn't mean to, but that's how I felt. And uh, so that I shared it with you. And I will be bouncing back next week, hopefully. If I don't, then I'm, if I'm still in this dark dungeon, <laughs> then uh, I'll come back and report back from here. And if things have changed, you'll find out. I've still got an interview to come out for you uh, with uh, Opinda from Hawaii who's a healer my cousin first cousin by the way my sister's my mum's sister's daughter uh, it's just the editing is a flipping nightmare man honestly so I'll get on to that um, take care uh, if you're having a bad day uh, don't forget you can email the journal of missy d at gmail.com you've got the Samaritans and there's various people out there where you can talk to for free uh, don't just keep it inside keeping it inside is the worst thing you can ever do uh, find a friend if you can and uh, or a family member or someone you can trust and sometimes you know with EFT it's a talking and ta tapping therapy um, look it up on, on Google um, you can kind of EFT yourself so you can tap and talk at the same time and as long as you're speaking out and or, or whispering it out and not saying it in your mind it has to come out so you remember it has to come out your mouth you need to speak it out uh, and you can do it privately in your room or in the car or in a park or on a dog walk or whatever as long as you speak it out what's troubling you trust me it, it feels a lot lot better when it's done so try that maybe and if you you know need me hit me up i've just told you already go to missyd.love find all the social media platforms there and also uh, you can email like i said the journal of missyd at gmail.com and i do apologize once again for my oxygen for the outburst for the tears and for the pain <laughs> and for the darkness um but like i said uh, it's, it's my podcast and i will cry if i want to Mwah. see you next time
ED.